This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to hour number two of Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Cunin, filling in for Fred Penny, sitting in the big chair. Fred on assignment. Always miss Fred when he's not here. He's got such a large personality. Fills the time, good sense of humor. This is not a paid endorsement for Fred Penny. <laughs> uh, to my right, Denise Dirks. Denise, how you doing? I am well. That's good. Good I am to really hear. well. Yeah, it's it, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is a beautiful day. You had a, uh, I think in the first hour you were telling us you had trials last, a couple trials last week, you got trials coming up. Yeah, and, for uh, some reason everything kind of got pushed to the end of summer or the beginning of fall. And it just, sometimes that happens, and it just, this year has happened that way. You know, uh Oftentimes that'll happen, especially in criminal law, when it's uh, it, it's because of witness issues. So if you're if you're prosecuting a DUI, right, or defending against a DUI, and you're primarily your witnesses are law enforcement witnesses, it is to, I mean the worst months you could be doing a trial: June, July, December. Right, because those are when all of the investigating officers are put in for their vacation and they have time off and trying to get trials done during those times. And so what happens yeah. is August really loads up because you couldn't get trials in you know, late May, June and July. Right. So Yeah, that's so yeah. true. Just just uh, I had something that never happened before. I had a trial and we had to continue it out because we couldn't get a deposit we couldn't get a court reporter. So really? there, yeah, wow. there's a court reporter shortage statewide in California right now, and um, we literally could not get a court reporter. We had called everybody. So do they do that live still on the little stenography machine, or do they record yeah. and transcribe? No, they do it on the machine. That's a skill, man. That is really good. That's a skill. There, there, there are some. I mean, to become real time certified as a court reporter, that is. A lot of times the court reporters are they're, they're taking on the stenographer and then they generate the official record. And um, they'll have to go back and find their mistakes and do that kind of stuff. But some are real-time certified, so the judge has the printout, or just on the computer screen, right. exactly what was said. Those folks wow. blow me away at how good they are. I mean, just, just amazing. Yeah, when you think about how fast you talk... And they're staying up with you. That's amazing. I, I wonder, though, as AI gets more developed, you know, I, I mean, right now, I, the latest version of Microsoft Word that I have, if I put on a headset and talk, it picks up almost everything that I say. And uh, My phone does that. Yeah. If, I, if I'm in a message and we even if we go on air, it'll... It'll type up every single thing we say. It's crazy, and it's not safe. And and, and it is unique to the speaker. I mean, your phone and, and other devices you use pick up on the speech patterns of individuals, but I, I would think that once they get those, um, I'm wondering, I'm just thinking out loud here, I'm wondering if that's what's leading to the shortage in court reporters. If there are people that are choosing not to go into that line of work because they think that it's of limited duration because of the ability of, of uh, text to or speech to text software. And so, I don't know, and maybe, maybe, and maybe I am just all wrong. And do they do their own punctuation? Because obviously there's no context without the spoken word, voice, vocal uh, inflections and what have you. Do they just interpret that as they go? I don't, how does that go? No, they, they have to go through and proofread and do that type of stuff. So they probably try to make it grammatically correct to the extent that that's how it was conveyed. You bet. And yeah. if you're a court reporter, thank you for what you do. It's a big job. Yes. Really important on you. One of my good friends is a court reporter and she works really hard the hard part about it is when they get the request for appeal they have to work so hard to get the record ready it's really it's hard it's a yeah, lot of work a lot of work but 
you know, and, and probably one of the most frustrating things. You got to understand, court reporters. I mean, part of the way they get paid is by is when people order copies of it, right? Yeah. And so I, I've sat in court where one party got a got a. Uh, copy of a transcript and the court reporter is sitting there in court it was the court reporter who generated the transcript for one party and that party says oh, i'll just copy it over and give it to the other side the court reporter is sitting there going uh hold on that's how i make my money okay it's uh, there's actually a code section yeah. that prohibits that and, well there should be yeah. yeah if that's how they make their money and, and i guarantee you there are people that don't know the code section and you know just don't don't there's a couple of things you, as an attorney, a couple of folks, you, everybody knows you don't want to be in contempt of court, right? You also don't want to be in contempt of clerk, the court clerk, and you don't want to be in contempt of court reporter. Trust me. <laughs> Being in contempt of clerk and court reporter are two people that can make your life miserable. Oh, what can they do? <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, all right, back to back to radio law talk and why people tune in. We we had this thing, case or no case, where Cal tries to stump us by um, risking his eternal soul and possibly lying to us about a case to Never. see if it is a case or if he is uh, pulling it out of thin air. And last hour, because this double point Saturday in the absence of Fred, last hour both Denise and I got four points. We normally would have gotten two, and we said different answers, and we still got four points. Yep. But the but the, I should have gotten five though, out of all fairness. But the arbiter, Cal, <laughs> I I just was feeling generous toward both of you because I like you both so much. And here's another thing I have for you. Ready? Stand by. Now right, it's time to play case or no case. Okay, you ready for this, Todd? Here we go. All right. Sean, Justin, and Jonathan had an idea. Let's build a website that will allow businesses to send gift cards to their customers. Eventually, it morphed to, into, as you well know, Todd, Tinder. And uh, <laughs> Wait, that's how Tinder started? Yes, it started off as a gift card swap website. And a trio, the trio from USC who invented this has another problem on their hands, a mature former college senior who is having trouble with dating. Operation Match was the first computer dating system in the world. began in 1965. Yes, 1965. For three bucks, you would fill out a questionnaire. It would be tabulated on the old IBM mainframe with the little bubble cards and cough up a potential match. This began in London and was called the St. James Computer Dating Service, later to become Compat. This concept was copyrighted through the British Patent Office, and when Tinder came out, the Compat founders said this computerized date match idea was theirs, and the Tinder people stole it from them. Tinder denied having ever heard of Compat, but the die was cast. Two founders of Compat went to the European patent lawyer and the European courts to see if they were well, asking him to go to the courts to see if they had a case or no case against Tinder. Todd, what do you think? So Compat, yeah, Compat was started. You said the late sixties. Uh, yes. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Nineteen sixty-five. Yeah. In nineteen sixty-five. And when did Tinder uh, come out? Nineteen eighty something. Yeah. T Tinder was in the eighties. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, so Tinder predated cell phones and apps and the internet. Tinder did. Can I fact check that? Yeah, please do. I'm not sure when Tinder started. Because, uh, uh, because I mean, I mean, look. 2012, 2012, okay, 2012. That I, I knew I had that. Yeah, 2012. That sounds right. Because yeah. people have been, uh, pe people have been trying to match folks since the beginning of time, and people have been very unsuccessful in doing that for the same amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have to think about this one. Do, do they have a case against Tinder? for stealing their idea. I, I have a gut feeling, but I don't know. Denise, do you have a gut feeling on this? I do. Okay. Well, so, so essentially, they went from swapping information to swiping for Tinder. Swap exactly. to swipe. All right, I'll give you my answer when I come back. No come deal. Back. This is Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. The program will continue in just a little bit right here. Commercials and other announcements.
announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCN Food. Are you serious? Round up the usual suspects. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info at radiolawtalk.com. Dot com. So we are back here, case or no case. And Cal, why don't you give us the quick rundown on, on what it is we're trying to decide. 
Yeah, the essential setup is uh, people who started Tinder are being accused of stealing an old idea over 20 years of age from Europe called, uh, uh, eventually changed to some very nice-sounding name that had a saint in it, you know. Compound? Yeah, or, well. Oh, Saint? Yeah, uh, it was St. James, James. James Computer Dating Service, or Compat. And so the people at Compat said, you can't start Tinder. We are the first people who pioneered computer matching of humans. And what happened? Denise, did, oh, Todd, you're on. Go yeah, so, yeah, so here's the thing. Um, I'm going to say that this is not a case. And, and the reason why is that, look, if they were going to sue Tinder for computer matching, Tinder technically isn't computer matching. Tinder is just showing pictures, and it's human matching because the human is deciding, yes, I do, no, I do not like this person. <laughs> They're just looking at pictures based upon age. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of criteria. And if this, if this company was going to claim that they had some sort of a market on computer, computerized matching, um, I would think that they'd probably have a claim against Every computer dating site, every online dating site that have been online since pretty much there was an online from 2000, late 90s to 2000s on, or, or even mid-90s, um, and, and for them to come after Tinder that started in 2012, claiming that this uh, site that they had that was like, what, over 40 years old if you're going back to 1965 at the time. There's a lot of other potential defendants they could have gone after. And so because of that, I will say no case. Do you pay for Tinder? I mean, does one pay? I wouldn't know. Does you pay for Tinder? Yeah, I, I think there's a membership fee. Yeah, because Compat is three bucks. Uh, uh, okay, now, Denise, you gave your answer? No, your answer is what? My answer is it, Todd got it exactly backwards. Oh. Um, <laughs> and that's because um, they did, in fact, sue and because the the basis for the uh, the technology, you know, you would use the bubble boxes for Compat, but it was using the same standardized type testing to match people up that Tinder does. Tinder has you answer certain questions, and it has um, kind of a match-up system, and the ones you see, you exclude, but they're coming to you because they match certain criteria. So the concept's the same. However, it's, the way that it's done is dramatically different. And any patent, if you will, that Compat had, had already expired unless they, you know, updated it and stuff. So I'm going to say, just for fun, that it was a suit and Compat lost. Okay, fair enough. And Todd said no case at all. Yeah, although I, I want to say I'm pretty certain that Tinder's... Uh, Tinder's algorithm. Well, t Tinder's categories yeah. are are limited to: Do you have a picture and do you have a pulse? And how and how old are you? Three huge categories <laughs> for Tinder. I, I yeah, I, I'm sticking with my answer. No case. Okay, well, let me give you the results, if I may. Okay, do the story is absolutely true. Except for the legal case. Uh, Com <laughs> Compat was formed in the 1960s in Britain, true enough, and Tinder came to be in 2012. According to my crack research team, which, by the way, is me, that's all I have, uh, no patent or copyright case was ever filed, so no case, and there you have it uh, on case or no case. So I got four points. Next hour, Schwinn and the pavement and a guy who met both. <laughs> next hour <laughs> on case or no case. And now back to the show. Okay. Um, Do you know what I love? What's that? I love hot, spicy food. Oh, I thought you were going to say Latin dancers. But uh, <laughs> hot, spicy food. Yeah. I do. Do you really? Do you really? I do. Wow, I can't. Wow, I can't. I can't it, almost you know. any time like, I travel somewhere, when I come back, I want hot, spicy food. Hmm. I'm a little bit more on the mild side, you know, but, uh, but you know, now personally, if I were to go out and get hot sauce, I don't think that, I don't think that I would feel um, duped if the name on the hot sauce might have had a reference to a U.S. state 
and it turned out that it was made in a different state. Just New York City. That's yes, yeah. <laughs> Wait, isn't that yeah? Paste picante sauce, New York City. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Okay. Yeah. So so that's that and. That's in jest, right? About that commercial, that whole commercial campaign for was it was it Pace Picante sauce? I'm pretty sure it was yeah. Pace. Yeah. yeah, was uh, was was sort of it was done in jest, like uh, yeah, nobody would really get this upset if you found out that the Picante sauce that had a uh, Latin name is from the you know, you'd think it's from the South to find out that it was made in New York City, and, that, and that's the humor behind the joke. Well, apparently, some people didn't get the humor. Because there was a there was a guy in Southern California that paid three dollars for a bottle of Texas Pete's hot sauce, hmm. and has now filed a class action lawsuit against Texas Pete hot sauce because Texas Pete hot sauce is actually made in North Carolina. I'm no genius, but it would appear to me the hot sauce is saying Pete is from Texas. Well, well, it could be that. I mean, it could be mistaken for that. But actually, it says on the bottle, too, that it's Louisiana-style hot sauce. Well, there you go. And so that's kind of interesting, um, that thought. So why did these people sue Texas Pete? Well, because they sued because they believed that uh, we, we were duped into thinking this was from Texas. And we spent a whole $3. And now they've formed a class, and we come back from the break, we'll tell you about a recent ruling by a judge in a 20-page ruling and the effect that that had on this case moving forward. Don't go away. You Show me the money. Or the hot sauce. <laughs> Radio Law Talk continues very shortly right here. Stay tuned. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come right back. Law Talk. Radio Law Talk. This is Radio Law Talk. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is ShopSuperTea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer, and we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case, and they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. USA News Update. 
More snow in store for more than 100 million Americans this weekend. Forecasters say two back-to-back storms will spread at least three inches of snow across some 18 states from Wyoming to New York. President Biden still believes there can be a solution between Israel and Palestine. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters Friday that Biden made those comments to be told reporters Friday that Biden made those comments to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Those comments come after Netanyahu rejected the idea for a Palestinian state once the conflict in Gaza is over. Japan has now become the fifth country to successfully land on the moon. Their lander touched down on the moon yesterday. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me. Your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Radio Law Talk. You're going to need a bigger boat. Pull that stone. It's time for more Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and your host, Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. So Texas Pete's Hot Sauce. This is not a paid endorsement. Texas Pete's Hot Sauce apparently is made in Winston-Salem, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And this person who purchased it in a bottle of Texas Pete Hot Sauce Texas Pete's hot sauce, I'm saying that right, down in uh, Southern California, sues, gets a class action lawsuit against, what's it, the uh, T.W. Garner Food Company, the company that makes Texas Pete's hot sauce in the various brands, and claiming false advertising. Because, you know, if I'd have known it wasn't from Texas... If I'd have known, actually, no, the guy's from uh, Southern California. So if I'd known, like, it wasn't from, like, Texas, you know, because uh, I thought it was, like, totally organic hot sauce. Free, yeah. And whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if I'd have known it was from, like, North Carolina, NASCAR country, I don't think I'd have bought it. And so I, I, I would have I would have hopped on the 10, taken that north to the 20405, and then gone over there and talked to my lawyer, because they always have to give directions as to how they get to places. Anyway, I digress. I'm going to get sued by Saturday. Night Live for infringing on their skit. Uh, the young, the, yeah, the the. Sorry, What was it? The young Californians. The young Californians. That's right. That's the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no way. What are you doing here? I don't know. <laughs> well, Todd. Wow. No, I like Todd. Todd. <laughs> so, class action lawsuits filed, and the judge issues the. Was well, it well first of all, um, Texas Pete's tried to dismiss that, the that, action. That's right. So they, they filed for a dismissal, and that's, right. and the judge is responding to the motion. It took 20 pages to respond to the motion 
to essentially say, in the judge's opinion, yes, there were people that could have been confused by the packaging that had a cowboy, because apparently Texas is the only place, that the, the word Texas, a cowboy, and a white star up in the corner, because Texas is the lone star state. Just one star. Just that one star. One star and a lasso. And a lasso. Uh. And, and that people could have been confused thinking that that was from Texas. To which I say, are, are you kidding me? What's the harm? Really? Really? Right. You, you wouldn't buy a, 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 a salsa for anywhere else but Texas, yeah, right? I, or what, what is this, you know? So that, that got us thinking here during the break. What, I mean, based upon this, if a loss... Now, we're not going to say that this is just a motion to dismiss, and the standard is different for a judge deciding whether or not it, you know, is a case so frivolous that it can be dismissed versus should it go on. And, and the judge, I think, is by no means saying that, you know, windfall for the plaintiffs, they're going to absolutely win. The judge is just saying, look, there are some people that could be... That they could be duped by this. Right. So there, in other words, there's enough allegations in the complaint to survive being dismissed. So it does. It could state a cause of action. I mean, there are people every election cycle that vote for the Green Party. So you know, they could be. Sorry, I shouldn't have gone there. I just think it's going to open the door to a lot of class actions. I mean, well, Texas think, toast. Texas toast. Oh, my gosh. Did, oh, that, good did, that didn't come from Texas. What is, what's another? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hey, is this cooked in Kentucky? The, no. Did the chicken come from? Look, I realize the colonel's first uh, restaurant, if you will, was a roadside stand in Corbin, Texas. But still, I mean, I, the 11 herbs and spices I got on my, you know, Chicken. I bought a Virginia ham for Christmas to find out it wasn't from Virginia. Oh, my what? gosh. I mean. I'm outraged. Oh. What about Idaho potatoes that were grown in Maine or Oregon? There are such things. Right. Or Chicago deep dish pizza. Oh, yeah. Coming from, God forbid, New York City. New York City. I mean, I mean, heaven forbid, <laughs> heaven forbid a case come down to sentence structure and grammar. Uh was does Texas Pete's hot sauce? Does the word Texas modify hot sauce, or is it a modifier for the name Pete? Because you know you had Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh, and you had te- it's it's Texas Pete. It's modifying the name of the guy. Which oh by the way, if you go to the company's website, they have an entire area on their website dedicated for how they came up with the name. And the guy that started it had three sons. One of his sons, his nickname was Pete, and they just called him Texas Pete. And then they decided, well, we'll just you know call it Texas Pete's Hot Sauce. Well, sure. Texas was a modifier for the <laughs> name. You know, Joe Montana, I mean, good heavens. Everything that Joe Montana endorses, heaven forbid it not be from Montana. Wow. You know, uh, it's just, what about Hannah Montana? She wasn't from Montana. No. No. She's from Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> so I, I just... Anyway, so the judge says this case can go on, and now... And go on as a class action. And, and go on as a class action. Over three bucks. Really? Yeah. What's the damage? And what would a person come up with? Maybe 50 cents if they're lucky, right? Oh, so they're looking at it like, okay, you guys have uh, sold a bunch. And again, the, the people that walk away... I get it when you have class action lawsuits. Like, let, take the class action lawsuits for tobacco, or class action lawsuits for uh, opioid, or, or anything on the on the behalf of a mass group of people that are severely affected by Camp something. June. And, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, what is what what is the I got to get off my soapbox, but I'm going to do it anyway. What is the good to society that is really going to be achieved at the conclusion of this lawsuit other than the attorneys make money? Isn't that what the judge is supposed to figure out? I mean, you'd you'd like to think so, but whatever. Apparently, that's not part of it. Long Island iced tea. That wasn't made in Long Island. (laughs) I mean, it made No, but I drank it anyway. I drank it anyway, and that's how I met your mother. Uh, But uh, (laughs) that's why you were born. Uh, Yeah, but still. sponsored by Long Island iced tea. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) I just, I'm scratching my head, scratching my head over that one. But there you go. There you go. Denise. Yes. Let's turn to family law. Let's go to family law here. Well, okay. 
So Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, everybody knows who they are. They know there was an incident up in the skies, um, <laughs> and it was a, not a Mile High Club it's incident. Di- it's the different kind of Mile High Club. <laughs> yes, and so, you know, Brad Pitt lost rights to his children for a period of time and had to work very hard to get it back. He quit drinking, number one, and he got custody of his children finally, and it was a long battle. They turned their focus from the kids for a moment to property. And it looks like they were going to work out a deal on the property. But Brad had, before marriage, um, actually bought um, a wine, a beautiful chateau in France, and and it has really great rosé wine. Now, of course, this is probably a sore spot with Angelina because she doesn't want him to own a winery because he's now abstaining from alcohol. Um, When they got married, he gifted her on their wedding date 10% of the winery. So then it ended up they were both 50-50 owners in it. And um, he was trying to buy her out. And they, you know, the he he was lowballing the value is what Angelina Jolie said. So, unbeknownst to him, even though they had a right of first refusal in their agreement with regard to this winery, uh, she sold it to an outside bigger winery that she knew, or at least Brad Pitt alleges she knew would try to buy him out and would take control over this winery. And he loves this winery. Him and Angelina were were married there. They brought their kids there for vacations. He was just there for a while with his new girlfriend. So all of this was just gearing up again for another battle. And um, last week, you know, there was publications out there that, oh, this is going to go on for another four years until the children are all 18. And, you know, it's just going to keep going and keep going and keep going, which it looked like it was, quite honestly. It looked like it was going to just continue on. But now what they're saying is they have finalized, after seven years of fighting, they have finally finalized the the whole thing the property portion of this is done and it has been favorable to brad pitt and this is my take on it um right of first refusal is where if you're going to sell a property um you the other person gets the right to buy it first over any other buyer out there in the market and i do believe that that's what's happened here i believe that that right of first refusal was invoked and um, and that's what happened. I think Brad Pitt bought her out, bought back the, the interest, and things are going good. So you're saying when he gifted her the property, he included in that a right of first refusal. If you ever decide you don't want it, I'm going to buy it back. That's right. I don't know if it happened at the time of the gift or the, at the time they purchased it. I got it. Okay. Um, but yes, that is cool. Just an amazing case. We come back. There's one other question I want to have for you on that one in terms of length of their relationship, not necessarily marriage. We'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to Radio Law Talk with Todd Kunin and Denise Dirks, and there's much more of the program coming right up, either on your local radio station or on radiolawtalk.com. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. 
Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom. And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We, we want pizza. You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight. GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates. Period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email: advertise at gcnlive.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire fireplace grates. Our U.S. patented, made in America Wall of Fire grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from WallOfFire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. WallOfFire.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. And there's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. Alrighty then. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. So, getting back to the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie thing, you hear this in movies all the time. Um, there'll be some theme in a movie where where some, some we'll call her a gold digger or something like that, marries some really rich dude, and then immediately after they say, I do, and say he's worth $100 million, and, and now she's, oh, and half of it's now mine. And I mean, that, that's great for storytelling in the movies and stuff, but that is not the way it works out necessarily in real life. Isn't that right? Well, in California, I, I can't speak to other states and their laws because it could be that way in other states, quite honestly. But in California, it's a 50-50 community property state. So that means what you own before marriage is your separate property. Um, in this particular case for the Chateau um, Marivelle estate, um, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie actually bought it prior to marriage in 2008. Um, Pitt owned 60% and Jolie owned 40%. When they got married in 2014, um, Brad Pitt gifted 10% of that interest to Jolie as a wedding gift. 
And so that became 50-50. So it, in essence, it wouldn't be any different now than it would have been if they had bought the property during the marriage. See, that's the interesting thing to me about this whole thing with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie is that they met on the set of the film um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. At the time, Brad Pitt was still married to Jennifer Aniston. Uh, Pitt and Aniston divorced, so, and I don't know when that was final. Let's say for the sake of arguments, it was final by 2006. We'll just say that. So, so from 2006, he's a single person, but he is in a relationship with Angelina Jolie. And in 2016, he is now separated from Angelina Jolie. In those 10 years, of those 10, the only time that they were actually a married couple was the two years from 2014 to 2016. So when you talk about community property assets, you're talking about the assets that they might have accumulated or or capitalized on that were not based upon their separate property, but for those two years while they were married, right? Right. And, and, And anything that was from before the marriage... Generally speaking, and in there, obviously, if you know, if you got a business and had it before the marriage, but while we were married, I used community assets to improve the business. That might change things a little bit, but by and large, the stuff that was before the marriage was their separate property. That's right. And if and if you remember, Angelina Jolie, she wasn't as valuable, if you will, as Brad Pitt. Um, and during the marriage, she deferred working a lot of the time to raise children. And uh, so that's why the children became a very central part of this, in my opinion. Um, she needed the child support. She needed that financial help. Um, and this divorce had cost them both, I think it's $14 million or something to yeah. that effect, just in attorney fees, not in division fees, right? And so I think that what's happened here is that, one, I think Brad Pitt was able to enforce the right of first refusal, Two, he paid more for Angelina Jolie's part of it, but just to get it resolved. So that's a win for him. And three, Angelina Jolie signed an agreement to mediate the rest of the divorce. And that's going to be for both of them, in my opinion, um, about a plus-plus. Because anytime you can mediate and come to your own agreements, you will not be paying each separate attorney fees. You'll be paying fees that are kind of split between the two of you that is a lot less than fees in in litigation, so I think this is a win for both of them. You know what was the uh, what was the the Reese Witherspoon recent divorce, right? Right. And in that one, they had a lot of agreements. They it was about as amicable as it could be. They put the kids first. They put the kids first, and you, you have a divorce of let's face it, a power couple, a very famous actor in Reese Witherspoon and and producer yeah and, mm-hmm. and, and you go from it's not working anymore we want a divorce to we're done and you hardly hear about any of it in the headlines everything's agreed upon and that is on one end of the spectrum and you have this Pitt Jolie thing on the other end of the spectrum in terms of how long it's taken just to get to this point and, and you know it's interesting because the length of their marriage was very similar to the length of, of Depp and Hurd's marriage yeah um, and they both were so antagonistic. Um, in but what's more damaging, I think, is that in Pitt and, and Jolie's, the, the kids are there. I mean, you have children involved, and that's where it really takes people that have a really big sense of um, what's best for their children to put away all the animosity and focus on the kids. I really believe if you focus on your children, everything else will fall into line. It just does, because that's your priority, and your priority is to keep the conflict away from your children. That's that's good advice. Good advice. Uh, this Tory Spelling divorce is awfully strange. We don't have it on our paperwork. Maybe we can look at it next time. But it's so odd that she left this mansion and is now living in some kind of a a regular hotel somewhere, kind of weird stuff. So I'll bring She some was money. living in an RV last time I heard. Yeah, some weird. It seems yes. kind of odd to me. Well, she did, it she is didn't odd. move into Melrose Place? No. <laughs> I thought about it. Her zip code isn't 90210, is it? No, not anymore. <laughs> no, not. No, I think her mother's done some uh, hard, tough love right now for her. Yeah. And her children are impacted. That's my great. point, is somebody did not put children first, apparently in that relationship, it would appear. But what do I know? That, that, that's just, I mean, talk about a, a difference in lifestyle from Tori Spelling. I mean, she was, now, now look. 
when your father's the producer of the show, Aaron Spelling. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I auditioned, and and nobody knew who I was. <laughs> uh, what's it like in that? What's it like in that cast? Oh, here, here we have a, an actress coming in to audition. Her name is uh, T. Spelling. No, that's going to be too obvious. Yeah, uh, Tori S. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. You look a lot like the person that we were all supposed to buy birthday gifts last for last year for at the corporate <laughs> event. But we won't say anything. He yeah, but so, to be yeah. honest with you, she's a fairly she did a good job in that show. I mean, you she was not given just that part just because of privilege. She could act. She could act. I think she did good. Yeah. In yeah. the show, but that that's what she's known for. That's that, and then reality TV. Well, right? well kind of peaked right there, huh? Yeah, looks like. <laughs> well, of course she did well in this show. She had the line, "Yeah, so Dylan, whatever you know, I don't know." What? Oh, is this the episode where somebody gets their feelings hurt because somebody else went out with the prom king? Yes. Oh my. Denise is giving me the look of death. She I, I should. I should have. I should have worn the Denise Dirks flak jacket when I came in today. I'm sorry I brought it up. I was just thinking of Aaron Spelling when I was doing TV news back in the day. We had an ABC affiliate, and at the affiliates meeting, they said, "You know what ABC stands for? Aaron's Broadcasting Company." Aaron Spelling's brought, he he had millions of shows on there. I made a lot of dough. He did Good for him. He did. He uh, he he did well for ABC. And but, for him, yeah, and, and for him. <laughs> right. uh, really quickly, former Colorado Supreme Court Chief Justice. Did you see about this one? Censured. What? He's retired, but he was censured by the uh, what was it? by the rest of the court for misconduct. Now, he stepped down, I believe, in 2021, but there had been allegations of harassment and misconduct going on, and so the judge was... um, Publicly censured. Publicly censured. Which is big, that's a big deal. Yeah, and you know, judges have... Judges are people, too. They, They make mistakes and do stuff, so... Yeah, he's the only... Supreme Court judge of any state to be publicly censured. Which they did to embarrass him. In effect, right, right? Col- that- Colorado, right? Isn't that That's another Colorado? Colorado. Colorado. And he, he said he harassed somebody, but then he also diverted some funds. This is the allegation, but this is what he was censored for. He diverted some funds to try to hide it, to pay off somebody. Law applies to everybody. Well, you'd like yep. to think so. And, and, yeah, that's what happened. So we are through two hours of Radio Law Talk. When we come back at the top of the hour. After our top of the hour break, we're going to talk about uh, FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried. He's in a little bit of trouble again. Uh, Supreme Court steps in on the Purdue Pharma settlement. We've also got UFC facing class action lawsuits. A woman takes her triplets plus another child to jury duty. And many other stories don't go away. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. We're happy you're here. If your radio station drops the last hour of Radio Law Talk, you can always jump over to RadioLawTalk.com and stream the last hour at no charge. And if you miss something, you can always go back and play back all of our shows. They're available on podcast, or you can listen on your schedule on RadioLawTalk.com. We'll be back. to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. 
They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad to your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. 